11th play of the drive. Mahomes lofting end zone. There it is. A touchdown to Kelsey. Second down and two. Aging big hole. Turns it out accelerating. You can kiss him goodbye. 69 points. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears outscored on Sunday by a combined 111 to 30. Is that it? Yikes. Bad, bad Sunday at the office for those two teams. We will get to the uh, to the Broncos and the Bears, uh, the Browns and the Ravens, the Vikings and the Panthers, and the rest of Week 4 in the National Football League, P-squared, B-squared, coming up in just a little bit. But Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will join us next hour, 5.20 p.m. Eastern time from the NBC Sports Edge and the Deep Dive Podcast, giving us his early looks at Week 4 in the NFL. Also, his bets for tonight, Monday Night Football doubleheader with the Bucks and the Eagles in Tampa, the Rams and the Bengals in Cincinnati, and we'll give you a Joe Burrow update in a second. Lock misses still to come. Ken Barkley is going to tell you how to bet the national championship market in college football as we move along and all our bets for the Monday Night Football doubleheader. Power hour, final hour of the show. Now we are off stadium at 6 o'clock today. So if you're watching on stadium and you'd like to check out our bets for the two Monday Night Football games, uh, twitch.tv backslash betql. We will have you covered. A lot of other places you can consume the show as well. YouTube, the Odyssey app, or you can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash betql. Uh, Ken, we'll get to the Broncos and Bears in a moment. ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeting moments ago. Uh, Laura Rutledge, who's, uh, who's, on, who's on the field right now in Cincinnati, spoke to Zach Taylor. Taylor said, quote, We aren't ready to reveal a decision on Burrow, obviously, just yet. We'll, made a co- we'll wait a couple more hours before we make the call. So here, this is the song that never ends. We'll find out in a couple hours about Joe Burrow's status for the Bengals-Rams game tonight in the Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. But before we get there, we got to handicap some games coming up in week number four. Jake, fade the music back up here. And uh, for the Super Bowl, I think this one's the toilet bowl with the Broncos and the Bears in Chicago. Ken, I almost want to, like, give you the floor here to talk about where this opened, the line movement <laughs> here, and how, like, insane it is that a team that got a 70-burger sure. dropped on their grills yesterday has been bet the way the Broncos have since the, uh, the point spread opened for this game on Sunday night. Right, so you uh, you mentioned even at the start of this segment, both the the Bears and the Broncos had really really bad Sundays. They both got outscored by a million. They both played basically non competitive football games, and they're playing this week. And the game is in Chicago. So uh, just even off the top of your head, you go, yeah, you know, maybe you like one team a little more than the other, but you figure it's a small point spread game because both teams have been really 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 bad. I mean, you know, like for all the bad things about the Bears, you know. You know, Denver hasn't won a game yet either. <laughs> you, know, they, you know, Denver lost to the Raiders, right, at home and Washington, uh, and then gave up a million points to, uh, to to Miami. And then obviously we know what's going on with the Bears. We know how crazy last week was with Fields and the defensive coordinator and everything. Uh, this market open, Broncos minus three, which is sort of a combination, I think, of, like, respect for Sean Payton, sort of, but I think mostly an indictment of a rating of the Bears going forward this year and like how bad this might get. Because of both things in combination, maybe. Uh, so Broncos open three. And then as you talked about last segment, just the hilarity of the idea that, you know, like, oh, like, uh, who are you betting on this Sunday? I'm going to bet on the team that allowed 70. I think they really got a good win and I love coming them. up here on Sunday. Right. And, and I just, love yeah. Them. And, you, and that you can like them that strongly too, right? So the Broncos open three. Uh, they've already been bet, like, 
basically to three and a half everywhere. If you want to bet Broncos minus three, you now have to pay a really heavy price to do so about minus 120 mostly in the market. Our show sponsor, BetMGM, is, is already out to Broncos three and a half. So Broncos allow 70. Naturally, everybody says, oh, I like them this week on the road, laying more than a field goal now. Uh, and the total in the game, it's worth noting, has been bet up. 44 and a half was the open. And <laughs> so what, where, which direction do you think the total is going to go in? Uh, up or down when I tell you one of the teams allowed 70 points and the other team allowed almost that many, honestly, like still a, a mountain of points. Maybe would have allowed 70 if Mahomes wasn't pulled in the third quarter of that game by Andy Reid. So total up 44 and a half to about 46. Broncos, we'll call it three and a half now. So they took money. Uh, we, we talked about rock bottom earlier in the show um, for both of these two teams. Maybe they've both hit it. And what I said, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean now. I think the Broncos likely hit rock bottom yesterday. Like, I don't know how much further the Broncos can sink. I, I don't know that the Bears have scratched the surface yet on, like, how deep this can go this season. Um, and I'm going to talk about organizational stuff for a second here, but I think that this is going to manifest itself in what we see play out over the course of the next couple months and as we approach the NFL draft. So... Jay Glazer, Fox Sports NFL insider, um, says on television on Sunday morning before the game start that the Bears are not like fully committed to Justin Fields as their long-term answer at quarterback. The current Bears general manager, Ryan Poles, did not draft Justin Fields. Fields was drafted by the failed regime of, of Ryan Nagy, uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as they look to like save their jobs for a couple more years. So basically what's happening here is Poles, because that report came from him, I'm sure, is creating a scapegoat in Justin Fields. So this is going to get really bad. Like Fields is already bad. And like, you can think that the Bears put him in a terrible position and they did and that the organization's bad. And it is also he stinks. Like he's just bad. At some point you have to win games and like he actually never wins. So he's bad. And when you get past Fields, it's Nathan Peterman, who's definitely bad. And then uh, Division II player Tyson Bajet, maybe he's good, probably is not going to be good. This team's going to be absolutely terrible. My sense is, is that Poles is setting this up to fire Eberflus and the coaching staff, because that's going to be the only thing that satisfies this fan base, is to fire everybody. Then he gets to hire a new head coach, armed with two probable top 10 picks in the draft next year, maybe even number one overall of their own, and then Carolina's first round pick, draft a new quarterback, and actually maybe that's an avenue to success long term for this team which has been bad obviously for like a for um most of the last like 40 years the bears have not been really good so that's just kind of my sense here ken i don't think we're close to rock bottom yet for the 2023 chicago bears i think the broncos hit their rock bottom yesterday if sean payton is even 51 percent of the coach that people think he is and that he was in new orleans this team's coming out their hair on fire on sunday i think they're gonna lay it on chicago uh, I laid two and a half last night. I would still lay three with the Broncos here. And it's not even like, oh, like I make the game seven. No, like I think three is fine, three and a half. Just my opinion, though, is that the Bears are dead team walking. And I think you get the bounce here, the dead cat bounce from the Denver Broncos. So I love the Broncos on Sunday. Terrible thing to yeah, say, I mean, it's but there you go. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, it's possible. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's possible you're right. I mean, you, you are right about some of the things that you're saying. And, you know, you, you explained, I think, really well there, like what might happen with the Bears, especially towards the end of the season. So, I mean, just to be clear, like, obviously Fields is going to start this game. Do you, do you think it's possible they bench Justin Fields sooner rather than later? Are they going to trade Justin Fields? Like, what, what do you think happens there? I mean, I think it's like a, a really interesting topic because I... Fields just kind of captivates people, probably because his ability to run the ball is like unmatched as a quarterback. So he has this skill that's really appealing to a lot of people. He's just a really kind of polarizing figure. I think there are like fans of teams that be like, well, like we'll we'll take a shot with Justin Fields. Like he you know runs for 150 yards a game. 
Like, do you, do you think he gets traded? Do you think they bench him for wh who is the division? Bagent? What is this guy's name? Uh, like, Tyson Bagent. Tyson, Tyson Bagent. Well, well, well yeah, Peterman is like the backup right now. But I mean, if you're right. if you're gonna bench Fields, like you're not benching him for Peterman. Like they'll bench no. him. Oh, I guess I guess they could be released. They could do whatever they want. They could bring Jim McMahon back right. and he could play. I, my guess is right. that is that they would bench him for Bagent. My thought is is that if they're gonna do this, they need to do it right, and that means that the first person that has to go is not Fields, it'll be Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, calling plays. Because I don't think it can just be Fields gets benched. Well, then it's going to be, well, the offensive coordinator doesn't call any design runs. He doesn't know what he's doing. They did call seven design runs for Fields yesterday, but also, like, probably clueless, this offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. So my thought would be change the play caller, and then, like, once they still struggle, because you know they're bad, and you know Fields is bad, I think then you can make the switch. I think if you bench Fields now, it's going to be, well, how do you bench the quarterback, but this guy's still calling the plays? That's just kind of my sense right. as to what will come out of Chicago. I think that's how they'll look to manage this. Maybe I'm no, looking a little yeah. too far into it. I, I actually don't think I am. I think I'm way right on this. Is it, uh, I don't have a price in this market. I th I'm going to guess this team's become the favorite. I mean, I just, it almost has to be. And I'm going to guess the market doesn't reopen until tomorrow because four teams are playing tonight. Would you make the Bears the overwhelming favorite to get the number one pick? Not through, like, the, the second pick. Like, like to have the worst record this year. With Arizona winning yesterday against Dallas, Houston has looked really feisty. Obviously, they won yesterday as well. Like, your, your number of really, really bad teams this year, it's actually quite short. Carolina is a really bad team and we'll kind of see what they do and they're just developing Bryce Young but like the Bears stand out easily among all of the other teams as as maybe the worst team in the league would you consider them an over like what if I I mean I don't I don't have the prices for worst record in the league because and we have four teams to play tonight but if I said they were like better than even money to have the number one pick and they have two to one I don't know something like that because Arizona's probably a low price some of the other teams are probably a low price like do you do you think that's likely? I mean, you just painted a picture here that's like they're going to lose every game the rest of the year. Well, it's like, well, let's, let's think about it. The Broncos gave up 70 points yesterday. They're 0-3. I think the Broncos are going to win on Sunday. So, like, I don't think Denver should – I think they should have a shorter They could also make a Denver. quarterback change at some point, too. Yeah. Um, I'll if, – if we're going to take – I think I – think, Jonathan Gannon, Calamity Gannon. He he just might be like an awesome coach. Like that I think that's where this is trending, right? I think both Eagles coordinators are both like probably like really solid coaches with with Steichen and, and Gannon. Um and if you're gonna take Arizona at its word, uh Kyler's gonna play at some point here in the next like two months. So I don't know if I think Chicago's worse than Arizona. I'll I'll tell you, this may surprise you. I think the team that might end up providing the toughest, like uh like roadblock for Chicago to get the number one overall pick is actually a team that plays in their division. If the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins, if that's going to be yeah. a thing that happens, like trade him to the Jets, like 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 send in the tanks into Minnesota. That is a team that will try and lose to get the first overall pick. Send in the tanks. Uh, yeah, definitely possible. Boy, if only people had said before the year that the Vikings had potential to have the worst overall record. And they have only people had said that on a show. Oh, we did. They were like 40 to one to have the worst overall record. And uh, and we bet under on their win total, which is great. Oh, they, they still have the third favorite to an offensive player of the year by and Justin Jefferson's awesome. Uh, there's we're very, very quickly going toward there being an actually 0% chance he can win the award because team success is a huge part of the component of the, uh, of the award. And, and he's 0 and three, so he can have all the receiving yards he wants. He actually just can't win. Uh, I didn't, I didn't tell you what I like in the game. I haven't bet anything yet. If the Broncos defense week after week is going to look like this and they're not going to fire Vance Joseph yet just because it's so early and it's a new coach and everything. I... 
why can't they give up points to the Bears? Because they give up tons of points to literally everybody and tons of yards to literally everybody. Like, they're the defense that could actually make the Bears score points. And I'm not saying they can't cover. Like, you could totally be right that they win by margin. But, like, they win by margin. Like, maybe this game just goes over. The, I totally get why the over got bet in this game, even with the Bears' offense being as inept as it. My only look in the game, especially now with us three and a half, would probably be the over at 45 and a half, 46. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about laying three and a half with Denver. Like, I feel good about my two and a half. I think three is still a decent bet. Once we get over three, I don't know if I like that as much. Two hours down, two more to go here on a magnificent football Monday. More P-squared, B-squared to start hour number three on the other side. We'll start in the AFC North with the Browns and the Ravens in Cleveland.